0: Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your
1: wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift.
0: Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business.
1: And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. Hi, Kim. Happy New Year. I know we've already had a couple episodes come out in the new year, but this one we're actually recording in the new year for the first time. So happy Happy new year. Happy 2023. I'm
0: excited it's here. I always feel like I'm waiting for, you know, something to be born on that January 1st date. And now the new (laughs) year is here and all fresh and shiny for us to play with. And hopefully it'll be a good baby and behave That's itself right. and not grow up to be a really raucous, obnoxious teenager like the last couple of years have. So
1: I'm expecting nothing but good stuff in 2023. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not settling for anything less.
0: I need 2023 to be an honor roll student.
1: That's right. <laughs> there you go. Well, what else are we celebrating today? 100 episode. <laughs> Look at us guys. <laughs> That's right. I can't believe it. Kim, can you believe that, I don't know, four seasons ago, 100 episodes ago, we decided to start this podcast and that we're still doing it? I can't believe it. But the truth
0: be told, this is our official 100th published episode. But I don't know. What do you think? This is probably like the 125th one we've
1: recorded. Well, yeah, because we've learned a lot of lessons on the way and we've had to trash a ton of them. And we've had technical errors and we've had times when we just hated how we sounded and we wanted to redo content. And oh my goodness, yes, you're probably right.
0: Yeah, well, I think we're, I think we're past the hundred mark at this point. And for those of you who didn't know, it took us a year to get to the point to where we recorded the first published podcast podcast. We played around with this a really long time and experimented and we tried to do it like the way that, you know, people say on social media, you know, that, oh, it's so easy to put a podcast out into the world and all you need to do is just push this button or have this piece of software. And we tried several pieces of software before we landed on the one that we used to record, which is Riverside. And I can tell you, it's not that easy and we needed equipment and we would listen back to them and we would go, oh my gosh, that's horrible. And we're also a lot like two-year-old colts going out the pen for the very first time. We like were wandering (laughs) all over the place. We didn't have a clear vision of a topic. We just simply didn't know what we were doing. And frankly, I think that we were the two-year-old colt with a green rider too. I don't think anything, there was no guidance whatsoever, none whatsoever. So it took us a long time to be able to figure out this process before we even started putting it out there. And I can tell you in that process of learning, I don't know about you, Kara, but I learned a tremendous amount from the people that helped us in getting out that first episode and, and getting us started in the right fashion of getting into becoming podcasters, which now I absolutely love. I love being a podcaster. I think it's the most amazing part of my week, actually.
1: I enjoy, I enjoy doing the podcast a lot. A lot. Well, we're podcast consumers, too. So we listen to a ton of podcasts. We have our favorites. We really have I mean, I have a whole list that I'm waiting for every single week to pop up. So we're podcast consumers. So for us, they're part of the reason it took so long is that we would listen to these podcasts that we loved. We would listen to podcasts sometimes for the first time. it would be like, that sounds like crap. I'm not listening to it again. And then we would hear our show and we're like, this isn't this is not what we want it to be yet. And it has no. to represent our businesses. It has to represent what we want to put out into the podcasting world. So we were pretty, we, we, we had some pretty high standards and it took us a long time to figure out how the heck to get there. It did. And I'll tell you,
0: for dear listeners out there, we maintain that high standard or at least try to aim for it pretty high. Even now, we had a couple of episodes last month that we had a couple of audio issues on. And the upside to batching episodes where we record multiple ones in a day is that it saves us time and it keeps us focused and it keeps the episodes churning out like they should. Yeah, But it also means that if you have a mic problem, you've got it on multiple episodes. And we did. We had a microphone yeah, issue. Downside. And when we listened to it, like it sounded OK coming out of my computer speakers. But when I listened to it in the car, so so we, we listened to what you listened to the way that all the ways that we think you might listen to this podcast. We wanted to make sure we sounded good and it just didn't sound good. So we ditched that work and re-recorded the episode because I know as a podcast consumer, if I tune into a podcast and the audio is horrible, I will never listen to that podcast again, even if it is fantastic content because I don't want to listen to the audio issues. So it, it is important in your listenership, and if you're going to launch a podcast, which this episode is all about, and I know that there are people out there, I talk to them every single day who want to have a podcast, this is something that you need to consider is how are your listeners going to respond to your podcast? What's that going to be like? I talked with a woman yesterday about a podcast. She says, I, I want to be you. I want to have the podcast kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Can you help me with that? And I'm like, absolutely, I, I certainly can. But I do want you to know it's not as easy as sometimes what people make it out to be. Oh, it's just a simple thing. You, you buy some equipment and just or don't buy the equipment and just start recording, which is what we tried to do at first. And I can tell you, you have to buy the professional audio equipment if you want to sound good. Now, I'm not going to tell you we bought the highest quality of equipment. We bought good equipment, but I don't think it's, we, we could have gone even higher if we wanted to on the audio equipment. But it's a lot of effort, Kara. I, I'm proud of us. 100 episodes is a lot of work and a lot of effort.
1: Me too. I'm. We're, we're going to keep going as of right now. So that's pretty, that says something, I guess. And It really was a commitment. And there were some times in the beginning where I was just, why are we doing this? You know, why are we stressing ourselves out to maintain the schedule and to keep putting out this content? I definitely had days where I second guessed like and had to recenter and you and I would have to have a little sit down chit chat and figure out, is it worth still going? And here we are 100 episodes in. And um, we're still going and we do see value in it. So what our hope is, I think, today is we're not going to tell you a step-by-step guide on how to start a podcast, but we are going to give you our typical big three that we go through. And then in the show notes, because I know there's going to be a lot of people listening, if Kim's okay with it, I will definitely put links to products that we use, you know, how we get our transcripts done and Captivate and, you know, all of Riverside. I'll put links to those in there for folks that are interested podcasting for us has not been a cheap endeavor. So maybe there's podcasters out there that it has been an inexpensive endeavor. But for us, it's, you know, we have included this in, we have a budget for this show. So we'll put all that stuff in there for you so that hopefully for you guys, you're not out there testing out a bunch of stuff and learning and, and realizing that it's not right for you like we did in the beginning. So these might be some great places for you to start if you're thinking. About yeah. It.
0: And I think that I do think sharing our, our tools that we use because the toolbox mm-hmm. was one of the harder things to figure out with this. Before we dive into the yes. big three, though, I want to talk for just a second about what I feel the value of podcasting is. And for now and in the future, I was listening to another podcast. It's the social media marketing talk show, which talks about marketing and and all of the things that that go on in, in the marketing community, especially around social media. And they were having a discussion. I listened to multiple episodes yesterday. And one of the episodes that I listened to specifically, and it got mentioned on the other ones as well, is how important podcasting is to marketing and to business growth, as well as becoming a cottage industry all on its own. So the younger generations. Now, I I realize that not everybody has Gen Z as a marketer person right now, like a marketing target market, but they are the people that are growing up right at this moment to become consumers. They're the ones that are starting to hit the consumer chain at this point in time. So they're like like the hot topic everybody wants to talk about is how to market to Gen Z. (laughs) Like 70 to 80 percent of them want to listen to podcasts. Like they listed it in their marketing research as the way that they want to interact with the companies that they purchase from. They want podcasting. And just the sheer number of them, that's the worth the, the effort to consider podcasting as an option. And the fact that po- more and more people listen to podcasts and are like, Kira and I were their serial podcast listeners. It is yeah. such an amazing way for you to be able to grow your authority as an influence in a certain target market, which I will tell you you may not get direct dollars to to impact in other words you may not be able to trace the dollars in your business directly back to your podcast as the catalyst for that, because there's not a buy button often in these. There's There may be commercials, but I will tell you it's had an impact on my business just because people now view me in a different light and they get to know me and then want to work with me or to buy my book or to come to one of our events that we do. So there's so much value to this in you building your authority even if you don't direct sell on the podcast itself. And it's just, it's such a great medium. I love the audio medium. I love the fact that I can engage with the businesses that I want to engage with and the information I want to engage with in my car or while I'm on a walk or while I'm sitting here in my office doing graphic design work, if that's what's on the menu for today. So, It's just in a very important, I guess we're preaching to the choir, Kara, because, or I'm preaching to the choir in this case, because we have podcast listeners listening to us.
1: Well, yeah. And it's, I mean, I don't know, for me, it's it's content you can come back to over and over again. A lot of times it's bite size. You know, I think, I don't know, my attention span seems to get smaller and smaller as the years go on. So for me to be able to get education from something or entertainment from something in a bite-sized piece is huge. I mean, there's just so many reasons. We love the podcast community, the podcast genre, like there's so many reasons we love it. But we also now have found this joy and love of being a part of that community celebrating that 100th episode.
0: And it's a valuable community and a valuable medium for growing a business. Yeah, all of the above. And it's not going anywhere, folks. It's only getting bigger and better as time moves on. Oh, yeah.
1: Tons of money is being invested into the, it is in, in terms of marketing. Just tons of money is coming in from big companies and it's a big deal. Okay, so let's do our big three. Let's get started officially. All right. So the first of our big three, which you've probably gleaned already, is take it from us. If you don't know what you're doing, get help. And don't waste your time like we did for months and months trying to create something. Just, Just get help. Like there are people out there that know what the heck they're doing and they can get you started on the right path. The second of our big three is You've got to have some patience and you need to understand that podcasting, it takes time. It takes time to do it. It takes time to grow it. And it really does take time out of your day, and your, your week, in your life, your life. It takes time. And then the last of our big three is keep the faith. Even when it feels and looks like no one's listening, they are. There are people out there listening. And we'll talk a little bit about what that looks like for us and how that shows up in our lives. So, Kim, do you want to jump us into big three, number one, real quick? Get the help first. I do.
0: I do. So, yeah, get help first. I'm a big person in trying to figure things out from YouTube videos and reading articles. and, Mm -hmm. And I tend to go to the library of wherever that information is, whether it's online or the actual library or Amazon and order some books to figure things out. And a lot of times I can get it done. But this was not one of those areas where... I could just read or study or watch a YouTube video my way out of the situation. It was where we needed somebody who had an insider track that wasn't going to scam us, that was going to be focused on us alone, and who was going to really get us started in the proper and correct way. And Kara found the golden goose where that's concerned, and her, her name is Jazz. So Jazz was the first person that we came across that was a guide for us, and she knew exactly what she was doing. She knew exactly what to tell us to do. Now, I'm going to tell you, she didn't come out and say, you need to record your podcast on Riverside, and you need to use the whatever-the-heck mics we bought. It's some kind of a road mic. She didn't say that. What she did is she told us the basic parameters of what we needed to look for. And we did try a variety of tools before we found the right things with the software, with the hardware component, with the microphones. We picked those out with a little bit of audio help from a friend of mine that gave me some base ideas and then we all bought the same microphones. And I mean by all is that we drug our friend Phyllis along for the ride eventually. yes, so I, I think Rode yes, should eventually. actually- for our, for our second podcast. <laughs> yeah. So Rode and uh, Scarlet, the Scarlet USB dealy. I, I think they should probably give me like, I don't know, some type of a kickback. I don't know how many of these setups that I've sold since we've started doing this because it's been a lot because I've, I've given right, that to link other off to everybody who wants to start a podcast. Yes. I'm like, this is what you should buy, right? That was the beginning was that was helpful. We started learning how to use the audio equipment, which I'm going to tell you is probably in my personal opinion is the biggest frustration in this whole process is this microphone and the setup, things can go wrong with it. And you just don't know because you you just don't know yeah, until, until it gets to back. the... But from the get-go, guys, you have to find somebody who knows what the heck they're doing. Or you do spend a ton of time spinning your wheels. And then you get the stuff back well, and you listen to it and you're like, that's just not good enough.
1: Yeah, and you know, Jazz... She helped enlighten us to things that we didn't even think about, too. Yeah. She sat down with with us and said, "Okay, step one, this is what you need to do. Step two, because she was really clear, like you need to create a trailer and you need to submit your trailer because you've got to submit your show for approval because it has to be approved to be a podcast and and to get on all of the big listening platforms. And she really kind of had like a guide through that process for us now. Just so you guys know, we haven't talked about Jazz in a while because she eventually fired us and went on to bigger and better, more amazing things. And we still love her and we appreciate her. And if she ever listens to the show, she should know that. But if it wasn't for her, I think kind of getting us rolling, Lord knows where we'd be today. Because she really was, yeah. she really was someone who we hired. And I will put that out there we hired to did. help us consult at the early stages to get rolling. And she was um, wonderful for that.
0: She was. And by the time she had gone on to bigger and better things, we knew enough about what we were doing to be able to move on to, we could take yep. the training wheels off, is guess, I guess is what I would like to say. By that point, we knew enough about what we were doing, how to get it done, That we could work with a different editing company. And I do want to be clear about this. We do not edit this podcast. Somebody else, we give it to another company that they go through it. They're the ones who clean up the audio. They get it ready. They get it ready for us to publish. We do publish it using a software that we have. So for those of you who wonder about the mystery of that process, neither Kara or I have the time to edit audio in the way it needs to be edited. And I will tell you from what it sounds like from when we record it to what it sounds like when you guys listen to it is a different thing. It's a different different experience. And even though it's good, I think when we close the can, so to speak, having a podcast that's edited, the audio editing piece is important. And that's one of the pieces that I don't think Kara or I either one had a clue about. Now, I've edited a ton of video in my life. Kara's edited a video, but editing a straight audio podcast is different and there's a lot yeah. more latitude to it. And it's it's an amazing process that people specialize in doing. And it's a point where you do need to to understand all of that to be able to get it to the right place. And if you don't have that guide to help you find those resources, it becomes super different. So, and Jazz, when she left us, did give us this company we work with now.
1: And I was going to just go ahead and give them a shout out real quick since we're talking about them. The Wave, it's thewavepodcasting.com. They help women start and grow podcasts so they can leave their unique mark on the world. And they have been wonderful for us. They were able to grab us up real quick and get started and We appreciate the work that they do. So we'll put their info in the show notes for anyone who's looking for a great podcast editing company. It does say they work with women, which I love. So that's always my girl power go. I love that. So definitely check them out as well. Their information will be in the show notes.
0: Absolutely. And Kira, when it came to talking with Jazz, Jazz didn't just give us basic equipment advice. There were a lot of things that we hadn't like completely prepared for. And you made a beautiful Mm -hmm. list of those things that I think everybody needs to take a look at if they're considering starting a podcast. These are questions you need to answer and probably you should answer them before you even go find that guide because it'll maximize your time and impact with the person that's going to help you. So yay, tell us a lot of that stuff because you remember way more of this than I do.
1: Yeah. So when we first got started, the big thing was, is we knew we wanted to have a podcast. It was so casual. We were sitting around a table chatting and I want to have a podcast. I want to have a podcast too. So, okay, well, let's have a podcast. So we sat down and we had to, first of all, we had no idea what we were getting into, but we knew we had to have a goal. So like, what is the goal of the podcast? And that has for us, it has shifted over time and will continue to shift. I'm sure. But we had to really determine, like, what is our end game with this? Is it just to hear ourselves talk or do we actually have a purpose? And for us, that was serving animal-based business owners. And that was our goal. That was where we started from our starting place. And within that, we think about things like, are we trying to build an audience? Are we trying to build credibility or authority in the field? Are we trying to grow a network? Are we trying to add another income stream? We sure hope one day that this show can have a monetization piece of it. But just so you know, we've done 100 episodes free. Like we're not making money on the show. And then or maybe you just want to have fun. Like there are definitely shows out there that are friends getting together talking about movies or, you know, they're having fun. And that's okay too. But you do have to have a goal in mind. In the first place, the second piece of this that I'm thinking of is we had to sit down and actually think about who our intended audience was. So, who did we envision listening and what would be important to them? So, we came back to the animal based business owners. And for me, it's the small business owner, like that solopreneur out there, maybe someone who has a really small team, but they're the, an animal based business owner that is trying to learn and grow their business. And then we had to sit down and think about, okay, so what are we going to talk about? What's our content going to include? We need to define topics. We need to have a structure. So each show has a consistent structure. Like for us, that's the big three on the show. We then had to think about, well, okay, so what type of show are we going to be? Like we have a co-host conversation. That's the way our show is run. There's two of us on the show. But occasionally we bring on guest speakers. We do interviews. These are all different types of shows that you can have. You can run a show by yourself, and it just be you talking and sharing information. You can have Q and A where you do questions and answers on the show. You can be a storytelling show where you tell stories. You could tell fiction stories, nonfiction stories. You can also have interview shows. So there's so many different types of shows you can have. But I do think consistency is really important. And there's one thing that Kim and I know really know is that if you're going to do a co-host show, you have to like the person and be able to work with the person that you're going to do a show with. And Kim and I have had, I wouldn't say we've had a lot of growing pains, but we've learned so much about each other because we spend so much time together creating this show. And Kim, the very early days, remember you made us go through that personality what was yes. that? The personality test? I made Kara take
0: the Kiersey Bates temp- typology sorter so we would know That's better right. how to work together, which I'm going to tell you is has I think been one of the keys to us keeping our friendship and a podcast. First of all, yeah. you should know that Kira and I really didn't know each other that well when we started this podcast. We'd been to some workshops <laughs> together, we'd we'd shot alongside each other, we we sat each, next to each other at the big table at the Powderhorn, and we knew that we could get along in that context, but we'd never work together. And it's always my experience that the better that you know how the people you work with navigate their world the better you can work together. And Kara and I are very opposite as far as that typology sorter. She's an introvert, I'm an extrovert. She's an S, which means she likes things well-organized and researched. I'm an N, which means that I show up and fly by the seat of my pants. We're both Fs, so we feel into things. And then Kira's a J, which is highly organized, and I'm a P, which is more, again, fly by the seat of your pants kind of deal, sort of spontaneous instead of that highly organized. So we had to figure out systems in order to accommodate both of us. And I honestly believe if we hadn't have done that, we would have struggled a lot longer or we would not have come up with as good of a system as we came up with. So The big three is nice because it's very much guidance. It keeps me reined in and it gives Kara research points that she can go look at, which satisfies both of our temperaments. And then, yeah, Yeah. it's just been, it was a big boon to do that. And I will tell you, I feel like Kara has become one of my best friends over the last couple of years. She's one of the people that I call when I need somebody to talk to. So- this podcast has become where her and I have become good friends and we do get to know each other. And we're we love to sometimes just get on Zoom and work together because it's that we we feel like coworkers and buddies. So that's been a huge gift from the podcast is that relationship.
1: Oh, definitely. And I think it was an unintended gift. Like it was just a really nice bonus piece of it. Definitely. And I will go out and just say, if we hadn't spent that time learning about each other at the beginning and how to work together, we probably wouldn't still have a show today because no. we are too different. I think we would have frustrated the heck out of each other and probably thrown our hands up and went our separate ways in terms of a podcast. So that was essential. And it has just done nothing but strengthen, strengthen, I mean, across the board. So Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm going to just continue on with this real quick because I can't help myself. So, the other piece of this is you've got to spend some time doing a little research. So, what's already out there in terms of podcast shows that are similar to yours? When we first started doing this show, there wasn't anyone else talking about animal based businesses, specifically animal based businesses in the business world. There were a few niche pieces around maybe equine photography or around dog walking, like so, really niche. But we wanted to talk about the animal-based business owners in general, and there, was, there wasn't anyone else out there doing that. So do your research. It doesn't mean if, if the topic isn't out there already, if the topic is out there already that you want to talk about, if people are already doing that, it doesn't mean that there's not still, still space for you out there. It just means you want to take a look at what they're doing And bring your own flair to it. Bring your own ideas to it. Bring your own style to it because you will then find your audience. The last piece we've talked that I have on here, which we've already kind of spoken about, is you do need to get good equipment. We're not going to listen to anything that sounds like crap as listeners. We just, If it hurts your ears, if it's hard to listen to, if you have to turn the volume up and down to hear different conversations that are happening, you're not going to keep listeners that way. They'll move on to, there's enough shows out there now that they will move on to a show that sounds good and that they can enjoy. So thinking about things like that you're going to need right off the bat, you're going to need a computer, you're going to need internet, you're going to need a microphone, headphones, a way to record, you're going to need editing and hosting software, you're going to need a transcript generator, you're going to need a hosting and streaming service, you know, podcast platform. These are things that you have to think about. And I am going to put in the show notes links to a lot of the different things that we use right now. So like the way podcasting, we just spoke about as editing team, we're going to put a link in there for them. So don't hesitate to jump to the show notes when this episode goes live. Absolutely, and there's
0: so much in there and we'll even put a link to our microphones and equipment if you wanna know about that. There's a direct link we buy. We of course bought it from a photography a company in New York that we both like to use called B and H, but yeah, and I did I did a lot of research and and also we got suggestions from other people and we did try uh, several different types of software for various things and and I can tell you I cannot be more pleased with two of the tools that we picked Riverside and which is how we record and Captivate which is how we distribute the podcast. I believe Riverside has saved our butts numerous times because of my internet. My internet is horrid. As you may hear us complain about that occasionally, I don't know if we always record the complaints, but we have a lot of them when we're not recording. And it gives me the ability to be able to do podcasting with terrible internet, which is fine, which is great. Although we are hoping someday it'll be better because it frustrates Kara because there's a delay between what I say. And what she, when she hears me and we can respond. So it's an obnoxious thing when you're trying to have a conversation online. And then Captivate, which is the tool that we use for distribution. I can tell you when we started with Captivate, it didn't have a ton of options, but over the last two years, every time I turn around, Captivate is doing something new and improved. And they've done so much stuff. We were even talking just this morning. We need to go in there and look at some of the things that they've added because they've added things that really will help us as podcasters grow and monetize our podcast. So they're a really great team to be able to do that. I love all of our tools. I feel like are really good tools. They're not free tools, though. I think that Kara mentioned this and and it it bears mentioning again, podcasting is not a free endeavor, especially if you take it on seriously. It does cost some money. It costs monthly money. It costs an upfront fee as well. So
1: yeah, absolutely. So I think that takes us into... Number two, big three, number two, understanding that podcast takes time, time to do, time to grow. For us, that looks like a lot of things. We have weekly meetings where we discuss the show, we plan for the show. We have recording time that we spend um, recording. We have troubleshooting time where we have to troubleshoot issues because we're 100 episodes in and we still make mistakes. So we have all sorts of that kind of time, but we also have to plan our content. And Kim and I, we spend a lot of time thinking about episodes and laying them out in an order that makes sense. And Kim always comes with so many great episode ideas. But a lot of times, we've got our next two seasons of episodes like listed out. We may shift them around. We may move them around. We may bring in guests for certain things. But we pretty much know what we're going to talk about well in advance of when we're recording. And some of that's for me because I need to be able to prep, prep and plan. That's that. Was it the J in me? Is that what you said? The that's S and the J. J. In me. The S and the J, yeah. So I have to prep and plan, but we plan those episodes out way in advance. We schedule our recordings and we've tried several different things. We've tried weekly recording We've done batch recording where we record up to four episodes at a time. We've attempted recording on the road. We've done recording in our offices. We've done recording from hotel rooms. I've sat with Kim while she sat in a laundromat parking lot one day and we discussed episodes when she was on the road. Because I know you guys, a lot of you that are listening know that we have full-time businesses outside of podcasting that we run and we have a heavy travel schedule. So for us, figuring out how to fit not just one show, but we have a second show now into our busy schedules. All of this double really is a scheduling issue. We have to schedule those recordings. You have to plan for problems. We learned that the hard way. You have to plan for problems. So what that looks like for us is we always try to have episodes in the cache. So we've got backup episodes. We try to be scheduled out so that we've got one or two episodes that at any time can be dropped into the listening audience. Because there are times when we have had, I mean, we've, we're have we four seasons in, so we've had things like health issues come up where somebody wasn't available to record. We've had traveling mishaps where we've had planes not go out when they're supposed to go out and we've missed recording times. Gosh, we've had just tons of stuff. We've wow. had internet outages and power outages and hurricanes and all sorts of things happen. So if you're gonna keep a consistent schedule, which is essential, your audience is expecting the show a certain time Every single week, if that's your schedule, or if you're a monthly show or a twice a month show, your audience is expecting it. And when you don't show up, we didn't think anyone would notice because we did. We missed an episode once you guys and and people let us know, hey, did I miss your show? It didn't show up on Tuesday when I pulled up the show. No. It didn't show up. And we we had this idea that no one would notice if we missed a show. OK, we've done 80 episodes and we've not dropped the ball. And here we, we have nothing. We've messed up. We've had crisis happen. We don't have a show. And guess what? People noticed.
0: People right? do notice. Do you remember oh my getting gosh, the text? Yes.
1: It's like, what happened? Are you okay? People were texting us and they were worried. Yeah. Is the show going to keep going? And so what we learned from that is, you know what? People are expecting the episodes to drop consistently. So we had to plan for that. We've had to plan for problems. Yeah. So life happens, and but the show must go on is what we have learned, and we have have to prep for that.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I, I think that we
0: were lulled into this sense of the fact that we had created so much, and that people had this whole cache of things that they weren't up to catching up with us in one episode. Wouldn't matter, but it did, which tells me a couple of things. It tells me that people do engage with what we are putting out into the world, which is important, which is another reason for us to keep on going, which I think is is our big three. The next one, which is keep the faith, because even when no one, it looks like no one's listening to you, they really are. So I rarely look at the analytics for this show. What I judge the success of it by is The messages that I get from people. And in general, the universe is really kind, because when I'm in a moment of thinking, oh my gosh, this podcast is a lot of effort and a lot of investment, do we really want to keep on doing it? And then inevitably, like that day, I will get, or the next day, I will get a message from a listener that says, wow, that episode that you guys just did, it was exactly what I needed to hear. I am so glad you brought up that topic, or that was something I was wanting to learn, and now you've given me the catalyst to be able to do that, or I really resonated with what you said. So our listener feedback, by the way, you all, that is so important to us. It is the gold in all of this process is being able to hear from you, dear listeners, in telling us how this podcast affects your life. And we do get those text messages and IMs and DMs relatively often to have people say, this is what it's doing. And and I'll tell you, every one of them is cherished by both Kara and I. Whoever you send it to, we share it with the other. And it's just an amazing yeah. way for knowing what the impact is. And That's the truth of the matter is that this, like anything entrepreneurial, because it's basically like having another business. It it truly is like having another business to support any time. That you get feedback or you feel like you're doing things out into the right direction, it's so much easier to keep on going and keep that faith when you know you're making a difference for people out there and small business owners. Because that's the truth of the matter is that we built this podcast for people like us. These are the things that we would want to know or do want to know as small business owners in the animal based industry where. We have unique struggles and then also the same struggles as other businesses across the map. And it just is nice to be able to have that conversation, to feel that community, to know all of those people are out there that are able to listen to this and be impacted by it and impact us as well in the things that we can place out there that we would have wanted to know. So this is the podcast we want to listen to. As much as we want you to listen to, I guess, is the bottom line to that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, like Kim had mentioned, you've got to treat the show like it's a business and you really do. So you've got to build the brand of the podcast and you've got to do all the pieces that come with that. So just like we've talked about in the last 100 episodes for running your small business, we have to do all those things for the show, too. And it's things like having a website, having um, social media channels. You've got to think of it like a business that you're growing and you got to do all the things. And I will just say the last part is try to make it fun. Otherwise, it's not worth it, most likely. So have some fun with it. It isn't fun all the time. I will tell you that. It's a lot of work. There are times when, you know, I have been sitting at my computer at 11 o'clock at night waiting for an episode to be finished editing so that it can be ready to be released a few hours later. So... There are definitely those moments that we have had, and those are not fun. But in general, I think that Kim and I both can agree that what we have gotten out of this podcast in terms of it being, you know, we've, we've educated ourselves, we have built so many amazing connections out in the world, the friendship that we've grown between the two of us and with the new guests that we've had come on, that has been worth it for us. So, Kim, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to add, but I would just tell anyone that is out there that's thinking about having a podcast, there's no reason why you shouldn't do it, but you shouldn't jump right into it. Take your time. Plan it. Think about some of the things that we talked about today. Check out those resources I'm going to leave for you in the show notes. And gosh, we wish you the best of luck out there. And hopefully we'll be listening to your show soon.
0: Absolutely. I have nothing to add to that except just you know, podcasting is a great medium, and I'm hoping that, I like Kara, that I'll be listening to your podcast soon. If you start one and any of this found useful, please let us know so that we can
1: tune in and follow you and support you like you've supported us. With that being said, you can find us online at thebusinessanimal.com. You can find us on social media at The Business Animal. and we would love it if you would let us know that you heard the episode and what you thought about it. Thank you guys so much. Good luck out there. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at
0: thebusinessanimal.com.
1: We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.